When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How you doing, everybody? I'm Ken Bikoff, and welcome to the Peaks Podcast Morning After UConn Edition. The Hoosiers 77-57 losers in the Empire Classic in New York City. Uh, Indiana just got hammered in this game. It, it, it's that simple. Indiana played uh, relatively poorly. Uh, all the things that we've seen already to this point in the season uh, were on full, full display against one of the better teams in the country. Indiana scores just 57 points, makes three of 13 three-pointers, gets absolutely hammered on the glass, 44-22. to 22. They got doubled up on on the glass, and it's just amazing that in a game like this, you could go ahead and just 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 get ripped like that. The Hoosiers had zero second chance points on the day, and Malik Renu was basically the only bright spot for the Hoosiers in this one. He had a very nice game, eighteen points on seven of nine shooting. He also fouled out in twenty seven minutes, and the Hoosiers had absolutely no answer for UConn's length, UConn's depth. And the Hoosiers just are getting too little from too many people to compete at a high level against a team like UConn. It's that simple. Uh, this is not a very good basketball team right now. Yeah, they started the season 3-0, and and that was great. Um, wins are better than losses. I will not be surprised if the Hoosiers really struggle against uh, peer teams, you know, teams from Power Five conferences, especially in the Big Ten, going forward, unless there is a drastic change in the way this team plays basketball. Indiana does a poor job of communicating. They've done a poor job of defending. They've done a poor job on the on on the glass. Not a lot of positives to talk about with this this game, certainly. And this team, there are trends that are becoming bigger trends that are really a problem going forward. So we'll have uh, more about the individual performance in this game in just a few minutes, but first I wanted to bring you comments from head coach Mike Woodson during his post-game press conference. Yeah, coach, obviously there's a number of issues to kind of dive into. Um, I don't know exactly which one you'll start with, but offensively, where Malik, I think at 19 of your first 25 points, there were most of your offense. What needs to happen to get other guys more involved? I think better ball movement, you know, we uh, go back to the uh, right State game. I thought we had better ball movement and body movement, set screens. But you got to give Connecticut all the, you know, you got all the credit. I mean, they, I thought they were the most physical team. You know, both teams were battling early. 
But to start the second half, they just, you know, they took us out of everything we wanted them to do in terms of ball movement. And so I got to do a better job in getting our team in, in better. I can't make shots for them, but I got to, I got to get them in better position to be better offensively. Yeah. I guess it's a, like I think only 13 three-point attempts. It felt like guys were trying to find those windows and, and maybe couldn't. Does that kind of go into some of the same? Issues just not being able to get that the court spaced in ways that gets guys to the shot. Well, again, you know, I mean, their their team is very good defensively, and you know the looks that we did have that we didn't make. So it puts so much pressure on you to get stops defensively. I just we just got to get better offensively. I think. Defensively, we did some good things, but we just didn't sustain it over the forty. Yeah, Mike, in terms of the foul trouble, you know, X goes out after two minutes. Uh, you know, how much of that kind of throw you guys off? What more did you do there? Well, again, you know, like I told X, he's got to keep, he had the two when he came, when I put him back in. I mean, the third foul was a foul. I mean, you take yourself right back out of the game after I put you, put you in. You know, I got to trust that you can get through the half with the two fouls. And it was clearly a foul. I mean, so. That didn't help matters. You know, X is a big part of what we do. And, you know, he, he's got to become better at running our team and be smart about not picking up fouls. Uh, following up on Xavier's foul trouble, what do you expect from the rest of the guards when that situation happens and how do you evaluate it? Well, we, we, we expect the other players to come in and, and pick, pick us up and, and sustain what we're trying to do. You know, I mean, 4350 I think we cut it to seven and we get a big rebound and an X instead of him clear letting the traffic go he tried to go through traffic they tipped the ball and end up a three-point play and I thought that was the biggest play of the game Mike what do you think Clell uh, didn't hit a two-point bucket today but then he was also sometimes going one on three well again I was a little disappointed I mean you look at his start for us. You know, a lot of his work has come in the paint. It's like he didn't want any parts of it tonight, and I told him that. You know, I mean, he's seven feet tall. He's got to get in there and mix it up. And he kind of floated around on the perimeter shooting threes. And, you know, I mean, that's that's good when you're up 20. You know, when you're down, you know, you got to get in there and mix it up. Mike, how best you explain getting beat on the boards 44-22? Well, again, that's that's the difference. I mean, and that's been, when you go back to our stats the last three games, that's been very glaring. You know, and all it is is, I mean, our guards are not rebounding. You know, we try to leave it up to where and, and the league to get all the rebounds. And, I mean, between McKenzie, I think X and, um, and Galloway, we had five rebounds. They, you know, ex granted he didn't play significant minutes. You know, we got to do a better job of rebounding. I thought that was the difference in the game. They were the much better team aggressively in terms of rebounding and getting after us defensively. So we got to we got to rebound and figure it out from here. Mike, what um, you played a team that won the national championship last year, and they could probably they could win it again this year. What 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 do you think you learned most about your team today? We've got to get tougher. We're not tough enough. Not yet. Not tough enough. You know, I mean, we put so much pressure on our defense to get stops and then come down and, and have 
terrible offensive execution, and that's on me. You know, I, you know, I take pride in trying to keep everything balanced. So I got to do a better job of getting them in a better position to score the ball. Yeah, and then Coach Malik did have a really good game today. How do you channel that now going forward against big opponents? Well, again, he's play coming up. You know, I think that's promising. You know, he yeah. played great against a great team, and uh, he should be on that. You know, he did a lot of good things, but again, you know, keeping him out of foul trouble that was a, that hurts. You know, when you when you when you don't have him on the floor, I thought he played well enough to, to keep us in the game, but foul troubles plagued him too. In the back. I guess to follow up on the rebounding, do you feel like from the guard side of rebounding, do you feel like that's an effort thing? Is it something schematic? What are you seeing that, that's not allowed It's to all effort. effort. That's all it is. It, is. it takes a little effort to stick your nose in there where the toughness is. And, you know, we just got to get our guys in there to, you know, help rebounds. I mean, it, it was glaring tonight that we, we just got out toughed. And, you know, I don't like that. I got to figure it out. Uh, X's foul trouble obviously put CJ in, in a more expanded role today. Just what, what sort of progress have you seen from him the last few games and what do you need to do to get him rolling from three-point range? Well, more? again, it's not just CJ. I mean, I, Caleb, you know, Walker, all the guys that come off the bench game. You know, I mean, I, I trust when they come in that they can make plays and get things done tonight. But, you know, I mean, it wasn't working for anybody, you know, in terms of how we played. And, you know, I just – I got to get that fixed. I got a question. You have a question? Yeah. Um, you know, okay. No, yeah. And then, and then we'll finish right here. All right, folks. Okay. Mike, uh, UConn's starting guards, uh, yeah, Newton and, and Spencer at 23 points, 18 points. What, what do you need differently from your guards in terms of uh, defensive standpoint? Well, to keep X on the floor, that might help. You know, I thought Galloway battled. Uh, he didn't play too bad. But, you know, their guards outplayed our guards. And X only played 13 minutes. So that's not going to help matters for us. You know, and that's not taking anything away from Gabe. Because Gabe comes in and he competes. But X is a senior. You expect him to finish the, the damn game on the floor, not sitting next to me. Mike, are these the kind of games you guys need to play in, in November, December to get ready for the Big Ten? Absolutely. You know, that's why they're scheduled that way. Um, you know, we knew this game would be tough, but you know, I was so anxious to get to the game just to see where we see where we were as a ball club. You know, they kind of put us in our place, and we got to go and regroup and figure it out from there. Okay, thanks, Coach. Now on to the individuals. Malik Renew, 18 points on seven of nine shooting. Like I said earlier, four of four from the free throw line. Added three rebounds and had an assist. So that was very nice. Said that uh, he had a nice game. But again, that was the only bright spot for the Hoosiers. Uh, Khalil Ware, two of ten from the uh, field. Both of those from three point range. Had eight rebounds. So Khalil Ware had eight of Indiana's 22 rebounds on the game. He added three turnovers. He was minus 17 on the day. Um, You do not want your seven-footer to make both of his field goals from a three-point range. It's nice that he can make those, but you have to be able to finish around the basket, and Khalil Ware wasn't able to do that. Even though in the first half, he was somebody the Hoosiers were looking for. He just simply wasn't all that productive. All of his uh, shots from the field, or points from the field, I should say, not shots, but points from the field came from three-point range. He finishes two of four from three 
takes 10 shots on the day. That means six two-pointers, four three-pointers, and he's he takes four of the team's 13 three-pointers and makes two of the three. That's coming from your seven-footer who's supposed to be uh, a beast inside. That's not a recipe for success. Uh, Trey Galloway, 10 points on four of eight shooting, uh, played 36 minutes, grabbed just one rebound. Uh, Xavier Johnson, he had foul troubles, four points on one of two shooting, did not get a rebound, and you're not going to win when your guards combine for one rebound on the day. And uh, and a total of one assist. The Hoosiers just six assists on 17 made baskets. Uh, Xavier also had two uh, turnovers. He had one steal, played just 14 minutes, and uh, basically complained to officials with his hands in the air for, for most of the time he was on the court. And this was a game that officials had nothing to do with this one. Nothing at all. The, the Hoosiers were just outclassed by the Huskies, plain and simple. Then you have Mackenzie Mbako. Uh, two points on 0 of 3 shooting. Both of those points came from the free throw line. Uh, he finishes with one rebound and one assist. Had one turnover. Played 23 minutes. Um, just didn't make an impact. And this is now the fourth straight regular season game in which Mackenzie Mbako had a minimal impact at best. And it's a cause for concern because you you do want to have a guy who could come out and make an impact, especially a guy that is considered one of your highest rated recruits, uh, not not just this year, but since they became, we're t- keeping track of things, Mbako just has not made that impact at all. You're hoping it's going to come. But as each game passes, there's a certain mental aspect to it that a freshman coming in, Having to uh, to get uh, uh, get off to a slow start, um, it, it it can take a toll on your confidence. I mean, plain and simple, it could take a toll on your confidence, and that's that's a real issue. Uh, C.J. Gunn came off the bench, had seven points in twenty minutes, but went just two of seven from the field. Anthony Walker five points on one of three shooting, three of six from uh, uh, from the free throw line. Played twelve minutes, didn't have a rebound, an assist, a foul, a turnover, did nothing. But he was minus 15 in 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 that in those uh, 12 minutes. Caleb Banks zero points in all of two shooting. Peyton Sparks plays eight minutes, does uh, nothing but miss a couple of free throws. Had two fouls on him. The Hoosiers had 21 fouls called on them. Had 22 rebounds on the day. So almost as many fouls as rebounds, and that is not a recipe for a team that's going to be successful against a Big Ten team, uh, an ACC team, anybody let alone UConn, which is why a 77-57 loss isn't surprising. The Hoosiers, 17 of 45 from the field overall, um, 20 of 28 from the uh, free throw line, uh, had just nine rebounds in the second half. Uh, again, six made baskets on, on, on uh, six assists on 17 made baskets. This was an ugly game. It was an ugly game. Part of it is the function of the opponent, which is much better than what the Hoosiers had uh, faced to this point. But regardless, the same issues that the Hoosiers have had really showed out because they're playing a much better team. So UConn had their way getting to the basket. People were were trailing off of screens. Uh, Poor communication. Guys weren't stopping the ball as they were going to the lane. You had 15 offensive rebounds for UConn, and they turned it into 16 points. I mean, these things just build up over time. And it's really incredible how so much of it uh, comes down to 
poor communication, poor awareness, a lack of energy, all of it. If it sounds like I'm not high on this team, it's because I'm not. Because at this point in the season, you've had your your exhibition games, you've had your your warm-up games, and now you play your first real opponent. And in none of those games have they shown me a, a ton of potential, save for maybe the way they push the tempo offensively against Wright State. But even then, the defense wasn't very good. And the Hoosiers, despite scoring 52 or 54 points in the first half, hadn't exactly put Wright State away. So this loss to UConn, this 20-point loss to UConn, isn't something that I'm stunned by, to say the least. There is just too many guys that aren't playing with a ton of energy, that look a little bit lost on the floor, that aren't playing as a unit. And there's nobody, not a single person on this roster that has shown me that he could he could consistently create his own offense when he needs it. That includes Xavier Johnson, who has great quickness, but he's, he's, he's not there. There isn't a guy on the roster that I've seen that can do it, and I don't think one's going to emerge either. So all of this is a tremendous concern. The Hoosiers just 3-1 and one and have a ton of time to try to play, I guess, more, more consistent, play more as a unit. But boy, there are a ton of red flags for this program right now. And uh, it's, it's November, and I understand that. And that means that if the Hoosiers are going to be co- competitive in the Big Ten, that there is a lot of improvement that needs to come in a lot of different areas. The talent is there. I feel like the talent is there. Malik Renew has shown us flashes. Khalil Ware has shown us flashes. We know what Trey Galloway could do. We know that Gabe Cups could be a problem on defense. We know that Anthony Walker can be that guy as well. Peyton Sparks provides good depth. So does C.J. Gunn and Caleb Banks. They are, but And Xavier Johnson obviously is a veteran who has had his games where he's been really good. Mackenzie Mbako has, there's a reason that he is considered um, one of the best recruits in, in IU history. There's a reason for it, and the talent is there. But the light hasn't come on for these guys yet. There's still a ton of time, but as we stand right now, there's a lot of work that needs to be done with this Hoosiers. Uh, 77-57 loss to UConn is going to do nothing for this confidence, uh, this team's confidence, but you hope they could bounce back Monday and be able to kind of pull together and get out of New York with a win because that would go a long way towards maybe helping the unity of this team and uh, and just help them find out where they're going to be as the season progresses. Well, that's all the time we have on the Peaks Podcast morning after UConn edition. I want to thank you for listening, and I want to remind you to visit Peaks.com for the very best in IU football and basketball coverage you're going to find anywhere. Nobody covers Hoosier recruiting better than Jeff Rabjohns, Matt Weaver, Trevor Andershock, and Jared Kelly. So come be a part of a thriving and exciting community at Peaks.com. Folks, you are not going to be disappointed. Folks, we're out of time, but for now, and for Jeff, Matt, Jared, and Trevor, I'm Ken Bykoff saying thanks for listening, everybody. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.